Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. We're Carol and David. Welcome to the Hedonism Show. While we're all doing our part, staying home to flatten the curve, we're missing our favorite sexy resort, Hedonism 2, on Negril Beach in Jamaica. And we can't wait to get back there again soon. But we're happy that we can share a little Jamaican vibe right here on the Hedonism Show. We sure are. And let's shout out to all our Jamaican friends and family at Hedo 2 in Jamaica. Um, Harry and Kevin and Donna and Winston and Chef Anthony and so many others whom we miss and hope are safe and at home and healthy at their homes in Jamaica. And we can't wait to get back to the world's most iconic adult playground, an all-inclusive paradise where you can turn your fantasies into reality. And holy fuck, have we sure turned some of our fantasies into realities at Hedo 2. It's the greatest place on earth where you can get wicked for a week and be as mild or as wild as you like. The Hedonism Show is all about the pursuit of pleasure. And as usual, we'll be talking about sex, sexuality, relationships, and all the ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Absolutely. So, do you and your partner have this insatiable need to learn about sex? Well, you know that Carol and I believe everyone needs to continuously learn about sex and sexuality simply because most of us don't know what we don't know. Well, on today's show, we're going to chat with two podcasters and social media influencers who get to educate millions of people, not only on what they learn about, but what it's like to actually try it. And also, we'll get down and dirty about their recent adventures to Hedo 2. Oh my God, I can't wait. But first, let's remind you about our show sponsor, our blanket, our top waterproof blanket, because everybody should continue to have great sex now more than ever. But if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you know you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and matches dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils to silicone lubes or any other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely, go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. You know we're Carol and David. This is The Hedo Show, and we are so excited to welcome back today's special guest, direct from London, England. Florence and Reed are two friends in their late 20s, and they share a passion for sex. They love to not only talk about sex, but also learn and try everything, at least once, or almost. <laughs> they like they, like us, believe that being open and talking about sex will spread valuable and credible information and knowledge and relieve some of the anxieties that surround the subject. And they're always happy to share their experiences and opinions on sex, sexuality, naked bodies, and basically anything related to and about sexuality. Absolutely. And you know, they love talking everything naked and sexy. Florence and Reed, direct from London, welcome back to The Sexy Lifestyle. Hey. Hello. <laughs> such a great intro thank you so much well you guys yeah, are thank you for having us great also, people 
loved the fact that you both had like a little kiss before you started. I feel like Florence and I need to do the same thing, like a little friendship kiss. Well, <laughs> then we, we can't really because of COVID. Like we're this is the first time ever that Florence and I have seen each other in the flesh since yeah, since lockdown. the beginning of it all. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. wow, that you haven't really seen funny. each other. Wow. Yeah, what's really funny is that we're not even in the same room right now because of the recording set up. <laughs> yeah. upstairs and I'm downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> recording issues, that's always the way. Okay, so um, do you look the same? Do you feel the same? I know you haven't seen each other, so is there any differences? Have you noticed something different between you? Apart from no, longer exactly. hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing, exactly yeah. the same. And I came over last night and I went and went and showered because I stayed at a friend's house and came back and I was like, cuddle me, hug me. <laughs> I was like in the flesh. And I was also I pretty drunk as well. So yeah, she she wouldn't she wouldn't let go. No. <laughs> let go. I was like, um it's like, you know, when you pat on the back to like try and release. Yeah. Like, I'm done now. I was like, never let go. We're still like this forever. Don't let go, Jen. But you guys you guys really are like sisters. I mean, when we were with you we guys are. at Hedo um, you guys are very different personalities, but you're definitely somewhere connected as, you know, well, soulmates or something. Soul. Yeah, you absolutely. see it, you feel it yeah. when you're together. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly how I feel. Like we are sisters. We're, we're beyond friends, best friends. We are sisters. Yeah, for sure. And how Come long have you known each other? Oh, maybe six, six years. Yeah, six years. So Come Curious has been sort of five and a half years now. Uh, we, yeah. start, we must have started Come Curious like five years ago, uh, you know, I can't do maths, but yeah, so that. Around we, six years, you know. And, and we met each other on a porn set, so it's like quite fitting. Mm. Very yes. cool. Well, we're, we're going to talk about your podcast and your brand, and we're actually going to talk about um, your adventures at Hito 2 and our Great Sex Matter segment at the end of the show. But let's keep this real and, and current. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, how COVID-19 has affected your relationships and sex life. And not the sex life. You don't have a sex life together. We know that. But with your yeah. partners. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've really, really missed uh, Reed's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> it cries for you. <laughs> well, for me, it was kind of like a weird time when this all hit because I went through a breakup from a four and a half year relationship um, at the end of last year. So the beginning of this year was me just really starting to get my sort of like single sex life back on track and like really starting to explore new things I was just starting to explore non-monogamy and like threesomes and I was chatting to a lot of couples on like a dating apps like field um and I was really excited to sort of um try all these new things mm -hmm. and then suddenly we weren't allowed to go out or meet anyone and everything had to be like virtual through everything upside down for me a bit and um I started like virtually dating someone during um, like the, I think like the first month of the whole lockdown thing. And then, um, and then obviously it was hard to sort of keep doing it like virtually. And mm. we sort of made kind of like, uh, like risk assessments in like what it would be <laughs> if we met each other and like sort of dated on that sort of level. And it was, it's just been this, kind of a quarantine love affair mm. like a quarantine romance it's really it is it has been kind of romantic in a way and we've we kind of have we've had to make like rules obviously because because we're intimate with each other we, we can't 
be intimate with anyone else because we don't want to like maximize the risk right. of getting corona so we we're trying to like live a normal life and so we're not both alone mm. and the, fir- um, and the first and the first time he came over did you fuck so we, we met outside first not the best place to fucking like a public <laughs> no. yeah we, we we sat we sat in a park but like the first time we physically so we'd had like video sex before actually physically meeting okay um so we'd like seen each other naked we actually like had video sex on our first date our first virtual date was seven hours long wow fuck yeah you we know just, it's real yeah we just we just had so much to chat about and then we ended up just being like we were just so attracted to each other and so yeah the first time we actually met we were trying to keep like a social distance at first and then like the the we as soon as we got to the park we were basically like next to each other and then like we were both sitting on the grass and then just sort of like looking at each other and like it was kind of like awkward because there was like this sort of like sexual chemistry between us and we like didn't know whether to cross that boundary or not but it was also like the risk factor was probably making it way more hot yeah Um, (laughs) the fantasy shouldn't be doing this but we're gonna literally and then yeah we ended up like making out on the grass and it was we got kind of quite like we got pretty close and like he was like on top of me like biting biting me and stuff and it was probably a little bit inappropriate to be doing in the middle of the field in front of people but <laughs> fuck it. It, that's just, that's just what happened yeah exactly yeah it is and, it's, re- very much and, re- is. and re- it's not illegal to have sex in public here no. uh, only if you are reported on and then then you're fucked under the obscenities act but right. and read yeah, and read if, got, if you get caught read what have you been up to to keep your juices flowing so that's been kind of tricky for Thomas and I. We are in a, a six and a half year relationship, and um, we at the beginning of it, it was really nice. Uh, we have a very good relationship, but we're we're always out. We're always missing each other, you know, out and about. And so when lockdown happened, we were kind of stuck with each other. Um, and at, at the beginning, it was really cool. We started having all this amazing sex. And then it, it fizzled into like bickering and arguing and a lot of like, I just needed to get out of here, which is why I'm staying at Florence's for the week. <laughs> Cause I was like, I need to miss you and he needs to miss me. Mm. And when you're, I don't want to say trapped with each other. Uh, it's just trying to figure out how to keep your independence while mm. you're stuck in the same flat together and, and seeing each other all day, every day, working next to each other, sleeping next to each each other and that's not how we dealt with before we were we had completely different schedules before so yeah just trying to figure that out and i we we have an open relationship so i would go out and and fuck other people and he would do the same thing and because of covid we haven't had that opportunity and i think that's caused a lot of pressure in our sex life that we basically only we have to rely on each other and that's that's tough it is something that we're not used to but is it something you're talking about are you talking through it or are you you sort of keeping a grudge yeah, oh, I mean, it comes in ways. Like we talk about it a lot, but we're trying really hard not to. But where it, you know, when you hold something in for so long and then it bursts out at the wrong time, that's mm. the, that's what we do not want to happen because then that's it causes arguments and friction. So trying to bring it up when we're both in a good place mentally, because our, our mental health has also been really. Yeah up and down you know there are, it's almost manic where moments you're like yes i'm fucking king of the world i can do anything and then other moments you're like oh, i feel like shit everything's going to hell i hate everyone 
Um, so it's just trying to trying to match that with each other. And, and we haven't really managed to. When one of us is up, the other one's down. It's hard to talk about that kind of stuff, but we do. We always have an open dialogue. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear it. So you guys have a wonderful brand, which you're going to talk to us about, your Come Curious brand. But how did you get into this world of sexuality You're so together? young. Like, yeah. like, what drove you to get into it? Yeah, so young, I love that. Yeah. I'm nearly 30. Hey! <laughs> when, when we started, we were in our early 20s, though. And we, I think when we graduate, when we both graduated from our different universities, we we both had this interest in making porn. Like, Reed was working on porn sets for quite a while, and I had this, like, dream to sort of make this, like, cinematic, like, feminist, erotic, like, cinema and I I sort of like fell into this strange job in London which was like a small little (laughs) dodgy porn studio and Reed ended up there as well and we we kind of just like clicked immediately Reed needed like a new um a flatmate Mm -hmm. so we we kind of just ended up talking so much about sex together that we fell into like talking about it online, we were just like, these conversations are so beneficial to ourselves personally. We felt mm-hmm. so much more confident with our own sexualities and like our like kinks and fetishes and just like things about our bodies that we we just like felt that we were just like, this has to be a conversation that is shared because if it's benefiting us, then it will benefit other people hearing us talking about this so openly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just sort of fell into it kind of accidentally just because we yeah. both shared a pattern for it it was it was very much like a we both had jobs at the time and it was like a I don't want to say a side hustle because we never expected it to turn mm. into what it is now mm. um, or even make a money from it or even make a career from it it was mm-hmm. it was just like hey we both do media we both do film and we love talking about sex and we had a lot of realizations while we were talking together we were like let's put them on YouTube see what happens and yeah. the response from that made it so clear that it was so needed and necessary and and just the thank yous and the um, what really changed it for us is when we had a message from a girl who had who had been sexually abused and she said, I was on borderline suicidal until I found your channel. Mm. And and thank you so much. It's like you pretty much saved my life. And that was the point where we were like, holy fucking shit, we can't stop doing this. This is it's like it's helping people on another level. Mm. And yeah, and then it just kind of grew from there exponentially. I mean it, it was a long time. We we did I'm curious like over five years ago now and it's mm. only just started to snowball so back then no one was really talking about sex so openly let alone like let alone on such an honest and open level that we were doing it at because we we believe we, we don't call it sex positivity anymore we want to call it sex honesty because mm, like positivity gives you this idea of of everything about sex has to be positive and it's not true you know sex honesty is where if you, you go through all the shit and and the shame and the confusion and and everything as well as the positive sides and that's how we learn and mm-hmm. and experience things together I, i've learned more than i ever i mean it's always a learning curve isn't it but us doing come curious has helped us learn so much from ourselves other people yeah. like the amount of research that we learn about and Oh, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. I'm so, well, we're so proud of Come Curious. Yay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> why, why did you call it Come Curious? Oh, I actually don't know. We were sitting on the sofas in yeah. Reed's flat for, for like a, a good, like a good evening, just like yeah. coming up with all these different names. I can't remember the in other ones. In our dressing we gowns as well. Like, <laughs> I had a black yeah. fluffy dressing gown. Florence had a pink fluffy one. That yeah. was like our style for 
for many years on, yeah. on Curiosity. We were just like thinking, and I, I remember we had a sort of mini debate about it because I thought we agreed on Curious and then yeah. we were thinking about Come, but I wanted it Come as in spelled C U M. Right. And Florence was like, no, it seems like night, like it's nicer as C O O E, which is way more clever because it's like, uh, you it's know, also the like, idea. Come here. Like, right. yes. come here. Yeah. We love it. You're curious. Yeah. And it's like women come C O M E, but men come C U M. So yeah, we were just like on a fe- feminine spill, spin on it. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, yeah. that is great. So now you you started Come Curious, and then you got into your own podcast, which has over a million listeners, mm-hmm. like our show. Um, tell us why you started your podcast and what you talk about. And um, well, I think like. When did we start the podcast? It was like just over a year ago. And your pod, your podcast is called Fucks Given. Yes, Fucks Given. Um, we had this it, idea of, of well, surrounding around sex and and this format of to, because Florence and I are just two cis white women on YouTube talking about sex, and we we know that that's not what sex is. It comes from loads of different voices, identities, sexualities. So the podcast was really a way to leap into hearing other people's voices and yeah, exactly. and understanding other people's sex lives. So when we we wanted to talk about sex and 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 it has been so informative as much as Florence and I can talk about sex and our own personal opinions, hearing it from other people, people who are a gay or a trans, non-binary people who are have been brought up religious or you know that the hippies in a commune, everything <laughs> we, we get it all, and there's just there's yeah. so much more to, to sex than we can yeah. ever imagine. Because we like come curious has always been from like our own experience, and like mm-hmm. we're teaching from just like talking about our own experience. But like the podcast was about opening up the conversation with everyone and like seeing, I guess some people might see us like, well, those who are just comfortable talking about it. We mm-hmm. wanted to like, look, everyone's talking about right. sex yeah. and like yeah. all these people are open about sex and hopefully that will make people, will encourage people to, to talk about sex. Open Sex and talk about sex mm-hmm. and normalize the just... conversation. Make it a normal exactly. thing. Like it's not taboo. It's not shameful. We can talk about sex like like we talked about what we had for dinner or what we watched on TV last night. Yeah, that's how we exactly. should be talking about our sex lives. Yes, one hundred percent. And that's I hope like what what fucks given has done is sort of just open up that conversation because that's to be honest, the main goal of Come Curious is literally just to get people talking. Right. Yeah. And be like, it's okay to talk. You're not a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to come back to some more stories after this. We just want to remind everybody that we are Carol and David, and this is The Hedo Show, and that we're talking with Reed and Florence, and they are, of course, podcast hosts and influencers on social media, and they're from Come Curious, and they're about, we're all about talking to them just like we are about sex, sexuality, and all the fun things to spice up your sex life. We'll be right back after this. All right, so we want to tell you about a new product we've discovered that helps improve your sex drive and a whole lot more. We've been using Somaderm Gel for a few months now, and wow, what a difference it's made in our daily lives. Somaderm is a transdermal gel that naturally optimizes human growth hormone, HGH, and supports our body's stress response system, which we all need right now. From improved libido to better stamina and beyond, we've also noticed less joint discomfort, better sleep, and an overall feeling of well-being. Yeah, this amazing gel has improved our life as well as our sex life. And we all want better sex, right? 
So go to thesexylifestyle.com for more information about Somaderm Gel and order yours today because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. We sure do. All right. This is The Hito Show. We are Cal and David. And now we're going to get back to our show with podcasters and social media influencers Florence and Reed from Come Curious as we continue our discussions about sex, sexuality, and then we're going to get into their experiences at Hito 2. So, Reed, let's start this um, this new segment here all about open relationships. Tell us a little bit about how you and Thomas live your lives. So, we have been non-monogamous, I think, probably since the, like the beginning of our relationship. Um, it wasn't it it wasn't a a quick thing, and it was both something that we were both new to uh, for a long time. Actually, Thomas was unsure about it, and he was like, "I don't know, maybe, possibly." We explored it together. I, I mean, I've always known that I wanted to be in a non-monogamous relationship. I mean, I, when I was like a kid, I was always kissing everyone and and i didn't like the idea of of exclusivity it it wasn't for me it's still a beautiful thing monogamy is still an incredible thing if that is your thing and and it shouldn't be there's no like non-monogamy is better than monogamy um but thomas and i we have talked about polyamory but that's not for us at the moment and we haven't been non-monogamous our entire relationship it goes in in that ebbs and flows like sometimes we are just so in love with each other that we can only think about each other and don't want to play with other people but uh, and then it turns into i i've always loved the idea of because i think he's absolutely gorgeous and he's got such a good dick that i want i, I don't want to keep that to myself i think it's unfair i need to share that with everyone mm. i'm like please yes have a ride have a go he's like the the best roller coaster you'll ever ever want and he was super unsure about it at the beginning but we edged our way into it with sex parties i think when we first really discovered it we went to a couple of fetish parties in london and absolutely loved it enjoyed it so much and that's just turned into threesomes and we were we were really lucky to be invited to um hedonism uh, in jamaica and that i think that was like our biggest sort of group moment uh, together so far. So, so we're going to, we're, we're just constantly checking in on each other. Right. I'm sorry. That's okay. So we're, we're going to get into your adventures at Hito in a few minutes, but I want to, I want to get back to Florence. And when we met at Hito and we'll talk about you and Reed staying in the same room and all that in a second. But when you were at Hito, <laughs> you, you, you weren't in a relationship that had anything to do with it being open. And now I just heard you say that earlier this year you decided you wanted to explore the lifestyle and open relationships. Mm. Where did that come from? And your new partner that you have just met, um, have you had the discussion with him? Yeah, so when I was in my last relationship, it was totally monogamous. And when when we went to hedonism, um, we I had to have a conversation with him about like rules and like basically I couldn't wasn't allowed to do anything we saw that um, yeah, and, so and you behaved you did yes. fantastic yes. you followed what I, you agreed to i behaved so well the most risky thing i was was get like a foot massage from someone whilst they were naked in a pool with a with an erection which <laughs> is always fun too about the time. <laughs> yeah but um i guess what what happened at the end of the relationship is that um what made me want to explore non-monogamy was kind of coming out of that relationship, really knowing and feeling like one person really honestly couldn't be 
everything for me mm-hmm. like not like I don't think I would ever want to put that much pressure on one person again in my life um and I I kind of um that was why I started exploring it again because not again for the first time um and I don't think I would have explored non-monogamy at all if it hadn't been for for hedonism Mm -hmm. and like really seeing how all those relationships worked because I think I was pretty skeptical of open relationships before I was kind of just like well that's just because I don't know you're not like you don't love each other that much Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like I was I was actually yeah I think I was quite judgmental in a way um and it took seeing loads of different relationships and seeing couples being happy and being able to explore all these different things sexually um, and like really get to live out all their sort of fantasies and desires. And um, that made me sort of see that it was an actual real possibility. Um, so, yeah, this at the beginning of this year, I really I was just like, I want to I want to try this out. I want to see if I can see multiple people and like sort of test my boundaries and like if I get jealous um I had a sort of um sort of I was seeing a guy before lockdown and we we had like threesome and we sort of talked about like seeing other people and we really kind of explored the sort of communication involved when it when it comes to non-monogamy and it was it was really great like the threesome was really fun um that was my first ever threesome um and yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a really good experience. So it sort of opened my eyes to sort of the world of sex. And it was with another now, woman. Um, yeah, yeah. Although, like, my dream is to have a threesome with two guys. Mm. Oh, here, here. Yeah. yeah, I want to be treated like an absolute like goddess, just like hands everywhere. Queen bee. Yeah, I, I don't love want it. Goddess. <laughs> yeah. I'll be fucking destroyed. <laughs> Daryl's favorite. So, yeah. Worship me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Um, Actually, yeah, in this new kind of um, the with the guy that I'm seeing now, we have spoken about it. Obviously, it's different because we're in COVID times and we're not really able to see uh, multiple people now. We've both spoken about um, what could like potentially happen afterwards. And yeah, we've been really honest with the fact that we'd both be interested in mm-hmm. seeing other people. Um, and it, it was a really positive conversation, a really okay. positive conversation. And we both basically have these two separate people in our lives that we potentially will speak with after this is nice. all over. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really exciting. Mm. And like, just, um, yeah, it just feels really good and natural and the communication is there and it's just, it's just cool. Yeah. It feels right. Beautiful. Yeah. It feels right. Mm. All right. Let's move. Yeah. Let's so, move so to Reed, your trip to Hito. Yeah, for sure. Reed, why don't you set up what it was like, why you went there, what you were expecting, but first set it up for us, this whole trip to hedonism. The first one. So the, we were, both Florence and I were invited to go. And funnily enough, we thought we were going to be in the same room, but they put us in separate rooms. Right uh, next which, door. Yeah. Right next door, which is fine until I was in there having loads of sex and Florence was like there in the other room listening to it all like I can't join in oh so my god sad. all my sex toys were run out of battery by the end <laughs> they, of all of them you had like three of them with you oh, yeah so ridiculous but I, I was really excited to go because I've been I've been playing in um, parties sex parties uh, Thomas mm. and I it was unfortunate that Thomas couldn't come with we, we did just want it to be Florence and I um, like you know be, for to create content and to make it even, I think it would be a yeah. bit shit because your ex 
wasn't really sure about going. I think they assumed to bring our partners, but I was just absolutely excited because I'm an exhibitionist anyway. I love being naked constantly. Mm. I mean, so sick of English weather. So being in a country like that where you can be comfortably naked all yeah. the time, it was that was astounding. Kind of just like, I guess for us, especially with our channel, it was about exploring this lifestyle, exploring mm -hmm. Young Swingers Week and exploring nudism and like what it could kind of like mean. Because we had like, I especially had no idea mm -hmm. about that lifestyle at all. So I was like an open book when it came to visiting. And I was just like, I just want to learn everything. I want to show our audience as well, like what the experience is, it is like, obviously actually coming from a slightly judgmental monogamous point of view and being mm -hmm. like does this really work and like what is this actually going to be like and I, am I going to feel awkward uncomfortable are the relationships going to be like real relationships and like when I went there it was just it was amazing I remember on the first day just being like this place is incredible mm -hmm. like sexual energy in that hotel is insane like you're almost just like horny as soon as you get there because everyone's <laughs> there. It's yeah, so it's open. communicative yeah. and I yeah. remember you were quite nervous about the the nudity aspect yeah it was like, I was I've never been nude around people but at the end of it you're like oh my god I fucking love my body I want to be naked all the time so, yeah so it was a let's talk about this naked thing because you you did a couple yeah. of little YouTube videos about your adventures um getting to Hito um, how long did it take you to get naked? And then how did it feel when you just took off your clothes and walked onto the nude side? To be honest, it did not take us long, did it? No, I think it was no. like our first morning down onto the beach. Reed got naked and in the lobby. everyone was naked. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, not in the lobby. <laughs> we, we, got down, we got down to the nudist beach and it, obviously everyone's naked walking around. Mm -hmm. So you, you're on, like, you just feel, okay, this is just, this is just a thing. Yeah, like, you were unsure. I remember, I remember you had, like, we both had bikinis on and then I yeah. took my bikini off and you're like, so I think I'm going to take my bikini off. But then looking around because everyone is naked and it's not yeah. what you imagine. You're, you're not thinking, oh my goodness, everyone's going to look flawless models. I'm going to look yeah. hideous. I'm going to have a lot, lot of self-confidence issues. There are so many different body types and they're all so beautiful and different yeah. and unique. It really helps you to feel more confident about your naked self. Yeah. especially when we're brought up in this goddamn bullshit age of everything's perfect online yeah. in the yeah. movies on social media and and it really messes with your mind so going yeah. to a place like that was just you just you really appreciate people's bodies oh, in a completely it was different so way. it was so freeing mm -hmm. it was just like it was like a it was just such a different experience just to have like absolutely no like self-confidence mm -hmm. issue mm -hmm. yeah literally inhibitions yeah. just sort of be like this is me like and we're all just here. And can we? And, yeah, and let's, it was uh, good. We're all in it together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and let's and let's bust a myth. So Hito has about 560 people in 280 rooms, and mm. the majority of the people hang out on the nude side. And there's 50% yeah. women, 50% men. And as you walked along mm. the beach and saw all these naked people, how many men were walking around with these huge, massive erections, just waiting to be sucked and put into pussies? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like maybe a couple out of, out right, of none. anything. Right. But you, you, yeah. you imagine when you go there, you're like, everyone's going to be lecherous and like ask you awkward questions. And it was just the complete opposite. The amount of respect that's there. 
so you, you imagine that or, or you think the worst it's all this stereotyping of everyone's just going to be all over you mm. and Florence and I we have to admit we were we were seen as unicorn meat over there because we are both <laughs> British of course you were we are both on our own two yeah. women single women not a couple so a lot of the time we did spend on the non-nude side because we were doing content and filming and a lot of people can't tell either you know you're talking into a tiny little camera and you've right. got people coming over being like hello can I talk to you um but we did every interaction that we had was just so nice and so friendly so and, positive and respectful. everyone there was so nice yeah when, when they found out that you were in a relationship and you weren't mm -hmm. Yeah, and you were monogamous they didn't push or try it was very it was like oh cool that's really amazing um yeah. and there was uh, you know answered the right questions and it was just it was just so welcoming there was yeah. it, it doesn't matter what kind of status yeah. you are they, I didn't people just love you <laughs> yeah, I didn't but... feel like I was like the odd one out being there mm -hmm. and like not being able to join in obviously it was a bit sad I wasn't able to join in but I didn't feel like I felt part of it as well. And even like there was a couple of nights when Reed Reed was ill and I went out like by myself and just like hung out with the people that we'd met in the daytime and just like danced and just like had a nice time and people weren't like there expecting me to suddenly like be part of their threesome. Like that just wasn't that wasn't well, a thing. Glad. Everyone was just so lovely. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. Now, you know that friendly. hedonism friendly. has a reputation to have a very wild and crazy nude pool side what was your first experience oh, when you went to the nude yeah. pool <laughs> it was oh. when go. we walked when we walked into the nude side um for the first time literally by the bar there was like an orgy happening in the oh, corner yeah. of the pool like everyone's like, we were sucking like, fucking oh. we were like <gasps> it's happening <laughs> we're seeing like live porn in front of us it was yeah. like and and it's not even just one or two people there was like a whole uh -huh. orgy happening there is everything kicking off and and that could be quite overwhelming the first time you see something like that yeah. you're you're a bit like holy fucking shit yeah. Uh, okay, maybe we should not go in the pool. Like, can we get pregnant? Of course. Not. I, I'm literally <laughs> thinking, if I, sit on, if I sit on the pool, am I going to get pregnant? <laughs> yeah, it's like, that would actually be kind of fun. Like, you have no idea who the father is. <laughs> that is hilarious. But yeah, we, we, it looks like a mixing pot. It's like a, a, a human soup of people. <laughs> they are just having so much fun and everyone is just so so wild. And this starts mm. off at like 2 p.m., you know, right. it, go, it kicks off there. You always think, Oh, it will like get lively towards the evening, and yes, it gets even livelier. But yeah. by by two p.m., people are just yeah. going crazy, limbs flying everywhere. It's it's so cool. It's Ooh. funny because it's just people like chilling by the bar, having like a pina colada, and then suddenly like a full on orgy like next door. Yeah. But they're just like, and they're like, well, I'm like just gonna go sunbathe and read my book. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just yeah. I mean, jump... we it did take us. A... Or you could just Sorry. jump up on the side of the pool and someone will lick your pussy or... They ask first. Yes, of course. Yes. You know, you have to yes. ask if that's what you want. Well, but yes, it it's yeah. easy to do. Yes. It did take us a few days to actually get into it and get into the <laughs> pool. And even then, we dipped our toe into the pool. We sat on the side. <laughs> and, and I mean, I have a huge foot fetish. Like, I love my feet being played with. So there were a couple of guys that came over or couples. And that's how my very first proper threesome like not threesome in a sex party but threesome back at a room happened was there was this guy who was like into feet and and he started mm. massaging my feet and his girlfriend was there and oh, i was just so so sexy and really mm. the first time i was able to explore my feet being like part of 
I mean, I've got two giant clitorises yeah. on the soles of my feet. I was well, like, who wouldn't want that? Mm. I think that same couple, we ended up, like, in a playroom, and I was like, I'll just come along, like, yeah, you know, just to see what happens. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'll be, like, a voyeur. And it was you, like, lying on your back with that. both of those couples, um, both sucking on your feet whilst mm. another girl was eating you out. Yeah. And you like, were just, like... I was eating her out. She was. I remember she was on top of me, and then they had the couple getting off with each other, but while they were like touching and sucking my feet, and then yes. Florence kind of sitting on the side watching, like, like, "Do I join? I can't join. I really want to join, but I can't." And like, this is all good because all you can hear is me being like, "Ah, oh, oh. I know. And then also the guy turned around to me and was just like, "Florence, what shall I do to read?" And I was like, "This is too far. Like, I don't. Yeah. I, was like, I can't get involved. <laughs> you didn't want to be the wingman." <laughs> yeah so yeah. I, I actually just got up and left I was like hey sorry guys I'm gonna go now bye yeah. I was like bye birds oh, oh. <laughs> but that's that's yeah, the kind of experience it is like a sister situation that's the kind of experience you can't even imagine of course you could you didn't mm-hmm. imagine that mm-hmm. that might happen while you're there but you're also talking yeah. about it with, with such relish that you you will never forget it either Literally, literally. It's, it's burning it's your eye Yeah. <laughs> it was it was wonderful though. There's so many so people there and so many incredible situations that we've yeah. been in. Like we did not want to leave. It was the first time I've ever had a G spot orgasm from another man before in a threesome situation. So with that couple, um, I ended up going back to their room that night and yeah, and oh and it was because the girl that we were with, she couldn't play with boys either like her, she, her partner was back in the room and so we had to leave her and I went back to their room and yeah I had a full-on g-sport orgasm while while his girlfriend was like licking and sucking my feet and holding me down and I, I, I really like I really like rough play so I was like do you mind like choking me and holding me down and while he fucks me and oh it was just so fucking good it was just it was just everything and I I was sad for Florence that she couldn't participate uh, in, so in another to, scenario. I had to go back to my room alone and like mm, yeah. try and get the last bit of battery out of my toys. <laughs> yeah, and and it was so because the the couple that I went to next to the other room they were so loud like he was really into being rimmed and I fucking loved. Rimming. I love rimming girls and guys. Oh, just so good. And he was so loud. He was like, oh, Reed. Because oh! <laughs> he knew that I had a boyfriend. He was like, Thomas. Because I call, I called him Thomas. Yeah. But put on this real British accent, like, yeah. Thomas, where are you? Thomas. It was just so. And Florence heard all of that. Like, oh. I was I literally was just lying laughing. in the next room being like, oh. Oh, my Yeah, goodness. some good shit, man. Good I, need to, I need to go back so I can, you like, properly Absolutely. We'll plan, yes. it, we'll plan it together. Absolutely. This is all yes. great, amazing <laughs> stuff. Just hold that stay thought. Stay in the moment. Yeah, stay in the moment. Hold that thought. Please don't forget where we're at. But we just want to remind everybody that this is The Hero Show and we are Carol and David. And we're having an amazing discussion with Florence and Reed from Come Curious all about how they had a great time at Hedonism. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back after this message. We're actually not taking a message. We're going to talk about Hedo, who have just reopened. Um, we're going to be there uh, in December. Uh, Hedo's having their um, reunion days. Reunion days, and they're inviting all their loyal and sexy guests to come back. There's some great rates, obviously fantastic food at Hedo, um, sexy and erotic entertainment, and we're going to plan on being there as well. And it's going to be so great to be back home. Yeah, I hope everything's back to normal by then so we can make that trip happen. And I hope everybody here uh, joins us. 
Um, so just visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to find out all about all the different uh, events that are happening near you and around the world. All right. So we didn't go away, but we're going to remind you that this is The Hito Show. You know we're Carol and David, and now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. I'm pretty sure we were just talking about great sex, but we're going to keep going. Yeah, and as you know, we love talking to our guests about their private and personal and intimate lives. And, of course, we're going to get deep and uh, down and dirty with uh, Florence and Reed, and we're going to talk a lot about their uh, experiences relating to sex and sexuality. We've heard a lot so far. We've heard so much already. (laughs) But let's just continue that thought because it's, like, nice and juicy. So, guys, um, so we were just talking about, you know, that amazing orgy and sexual experience you had. Um, We're going to talk about the playroom in a second, but... Tell us about your sexual journey growing up and discovering sexual pleasure. And, and, you know, how young were you guys when you started all this? Not not come curious, but you started being very sexually active. Yeah, I, I mean, I was like, I was, I was interested in sex from of like quite a young age. And I guess I really, I started really wanting to have sex from the age of, 13 14 yeah um, I didn't I didn't end up losing my virginity until I was um at the end of being 15 um but did 16. you did you give a blowjob did you do like oral sex before you got fucked oh yeah 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 I had like I had a boyfriend from the age of well as I, it was actually when I was 15 as well but he was obsessed with going down on me and I was okay with that, to be honest. Sure. Um, and he, he would be going down on me all the time. And I didn't even, I have to say, I didn't really give him back the the same pleasure. Because I was, I actually was terrified of giving blowjobs. And the first time I get, I remember the first time I gave a blowjob because it was at a, it was upstairs of like a house party. And I was just like, this is the time I'm a little, a little bit drunk. Like, I, I can do this. I can do this. And I got out his cock and like did it. But it was actually, I think that was the only time I gave him a blowjob. Mm. But mm. I, I was. Blowjob is real. Yeah, it was, it was a phobia. Like, uh, I think I was, I was also quite like, I, I was quite a selfish. Uh, Lover. Lover. <laughs> For like quite a long time, I think it's only until like recently, now I'm single again, that I've like really found the joy in pleasuring other people. Like th- that, this is like a new thing for me, and it it gets me off now. Because before, I think maybe just because of like not not making the connections I really wanted, or having sex with people that I wasn't like totally like having that connection with, it put me off. Like that whole experience and also just being like not as confident like h- having like um been doing come curious for all this time has led me to be feel confident with what i can do and like everything sexually no for Therefore, sure that's giving great other yeah pleasure. yeah and <laughs> all right what, naughty what about you so i i'm always very sexual i'm pretty sure i had a ma- masturbation addiction issue when i was younger i had my first orgasm maybe when i was like eight or nine mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with masturbating. I was always the sexual one of my friendship group and ended up not doing anything until I was, it was like two months before I turned 18, basically. Um, And I don't know why. My mom was so cool about sex. She was like, she she never put a time frame on it. It was, it was always, you can have sex when you, when you feel ready. And that, I mean, I was frustrated as fuck. I'm pretty sure that I, 
I shouldn't really say that. I was going to say push my boyfriend into it at the time because I was just so frustrated that I needed to have sex. And um, But then there was also a lot of anxiety issues. Like I couldn't come for, I think, all of that relationship um, unless I was mm. using toys. And it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's been a roller coaster ride of knowing that there was something more out there, knowing that I wasn't straight, knowing that I didn't want to have a monogamous relationship but just never being taught or being able to find the words until until you are a little bit older mm. and you do get taught the right things and explore new mm. things. And I think I've only just managed to do that with my, my partner as of now, is nice. being able to yeah. really explore all of that. And, but did you have lots of different um, partners? No, actually. Um, I I had like two, two exes before this and I always was like right now I'm gonna have my slut stage I'm gonna go crazy and it just never fucking happened like I never really slept with a hell of a lot of people before meeting you know even when I even when I was single I was like single for a year between that time um and I was like okay cool I really have to go for this and then and then you fall in love and you're like well that's all fucking ruined (laughs) (laughs) until you until you learn about non-monogamy of course yeah, yeah, I've had more sex in my relationship than than without for How sure. How cool is and that? That's so funny. And yeah. again, like, I've I've never never had like a number count. People obsess about this yeah. body count number, yeah. mm-hmm. and I've never I have no idea with how many people I've slept with. It could literally be fifty. It could be two hundred. I've got no clue. Yeah, I have a funny story to do with like numbers. When I was at university, me and my housemate in our student house had a kind of competition yeah. who who could sleep with the most people, and we'd always be like. Competitively sleeping with more people so that we could like one up each other. <laughs> yeah, Good it, which was sex. I don't know. Yeah, mm, <laughs> definitely not quality sex all the time. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. A lot of like drunken one night stands, picking up people at the clubs and mistakes. stuff. Mistakes. Um, oh. Yeah, definitely a few mistakes, but all learning, all learning uh, experiences. And, and what was your number? Well. What was your number when you stopped playing this game? Um, I got into, I got into like, uh, I think I was like 30, 34, 35, like at the end of the game, which was like when I was like 21, 22. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Um, cool. and, and lots of people are so weird about it. You know, you hear all those <laughs> horrible rumors. Where it's like, if you hit double digits, then you're a slut. And it's like, oh, fuck off. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just slut shaming yeah. again. Right. I'm pretty sure oh, I slept yeah. Yeah. with over 200 guys before I got married. My first marriage, I was married for 16 yes. years, but I was definitely Amazing. A definitely. Yes. <laughs> All right. Enough slut talk. Let's <laughs> forget about slut talk. Let's talk about the playroom. When you guys were at Hito, did you get to the playroom and tell us about, you know, what happened when you got in there? Mm, um, well, depends. It's been a couple of times. So I've, I've been there twice, like once with Florence and once with my partner, Thomas. And I think we were quite nervous to go in there because if you haven't been in a playroom before, then it's almost like quite ominous. The door is open. You're like peeking. You're like, oh, is it going to be crazy, ridiculous? Like what to expect? And you yeah. go in and you're like quite nervous. I remember looking into the little BDSM room and being like, whoa, all yeah. the equipment that I can play with. Wow. But also being quite intimidated because everyone's doing stuff in there and shit's going crazy. And especially for someone who's not, you know, been to sex parties, but not been able to play with equipment or not necessarily been sober, especially sober in a playroom experience. It, it can be quite 
and you don't know anyone in there, mm-hmm. but of course you get used to it and you enjoy that aspect. And, and um, I mean, what, what was it like for you, Florence? Because that must have been like, yeah, I was super, super nervous to go mm-hmm. in, um, to be honest. But like wh- when I went in, it was just, it was it was a, such like an amazing kind of like energy and mm-hmm. atmosphere mm-hmm. and it was just like all like just hearing all these kind of like moans and like seeing all these bodies like intertwined all over like the mattresses in the middle by the fountain I was just like oh this is this is quite cool it was kind of like a scene out of like eyes wide shut or something exactly. yeah. um and yeah and then I also had like a really good experience in the um BDSM room because someone was just like oh I'm gonna put on like a little um spur of the moment spanking workshop so Mm -hmm. I joined um a couple of other couples um and this dom who were doing sort of like spanking demonstrations and really like teaching people how to do it properly and it was like it was super hot to watch as well like I got Mm -hmm. really into it they were like oh do you want to do you want to get involved and I was like I can't I'm so (laughs) sorry I was like (laughs) I really want to yeah literally (laughs) I wanted to so badly but it was really cool really cool well, you learn so much though as well. That's great about hedonism. Mm. They they put on all these classes and yeah, and you think you know shit, and then and then you just you, you you know it's just like a wall of information. You're like, yes, that makes so much sense, and you can mm-hmm. learn about absolutely anything there. Um, when we were, I mean, we we learned so much to take back with us, especially about bondage and and the safety and one of the things that I worried about or was unsure about was it was you know actual sexual health safety. And and the fact that you go into one of these play areas and they just have bowls of condoms and it's so normal for people to use condoms. That's like a staple. And I was worried about like, well, what happens if, how does it work? And most people before they go, they get tested and they make sure they're screened and, and, and it's that extra care of looking after yourself for other people. Um, and that's just so nice. I think it, I think that's so important when you are in a play situation like that because sometimes you don't know whose dicks in what mouth, what tits in what face. Like it, you, you've just got no idea, and you need that element of respect and safety. So you guys obviously had an amazing time at Hedo. You want to go back, but after that first mm-hmm. time you got home, um, how did your view on sex and sexuality change when you got home and you saw all these open-minded and really sex positive sex honest people just having a great time it totally opened my world up to non-monogamy I never thought that it would ever be a possibility for me in my life I was like no 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 just monogamy monogamy is for me I meant and then as soon as I saw everyone's like amazing relationships exploring all these sexual things I was like that that's that's awesome and that's something that I would love to be able to incorporate into my life um in some sort of way so it, it just opened my eyes and yeah and yeah like that yeah <laughs> like that like that and you read really- I was just so excited to um I was just so excited to come back and tell Thomas about everything and I was desperate for him to join me next time I was like you will fucking love it there it is so yeah. cool and everyone's so Oh, I was just, I was so excited and it really did spark up because Thomas and I have been, we, you know, we've discussed a lot about playing together, but also playing separately is a very different thing. And you do need to make sure that you have that trust and that open communication and you can talk about absolutely anything, whether it was great or bad or whatever. We hadn't really explored having sex with other people outside of just uh, with us two. So that was really the first time that it was, it was the proving to us that we could go and do it and if anything it actually made our relationship stronger and more exciting mm. and 
and just telling him about all the situations and 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 he loved it and he was excited and it, it gave us yeah. a whole new level of trust to us because wow. um, we, we talk about you know, it's important to talk about every aspect whether it's a good one a bad one an exciting one what you did together and I think he was just jealous that he didn't come along bless him I'm- Pretty sure he was jealous. Yeah. This has been... I I really wanted to bring my partner at the time along next time as well, but I don't think he would. We we need to plan a trip. (laughs) We need to plan a trip. The four of you guys and us will do some content down there. We'll do some great shows. And, um, you know, hedonism every year invests and the property changes and the people change. Winston now has a whole new repertoire of entertainment and super erotic shows. And it's one of those places that you want to go back to every year and see uh, the new things that are happening. And for us, the lifestyle is about the people. Um, You know, our whole Mm -hmm. show here has been about all the sexy adventures that you've had. Um, People talk to us about the lifestyle and we talk about when we were on your podcast, we talked about all the cool fucking friends and things that we've done. But really for us being in the lifestyle for 12 years, it's about the amazing, genuine people that we meet. Yeah. Yeah. Like some real beautiful connections and, and, and like staying friends. That's, that's the, ama- the right. amazing part. It's mm-hmm. not just you fucking leave. Uh, it, you keep, you keep in touch with each other and you hope they're there next year and, and, or like ne- next time you go. And it's, it's, it's just such a beautiful, wonderful community. It sure is. Yeah, absolutely. This has been an amazing discussion. Thank you guys so much. We la- love to uh, end the show with some advice. So what would you say, you can each take a turn to, to answer this question, but if there was a young couple considering going to hedonism for the very first time, what do you think that couple should talk about? Uh, to maybe two or three things, what they should discuss before they go to a trip like hedonism. Well, yeah, they need to be like super open with all communication and what I guess generally just like what they're both wanting to explore if they have any reservations or if they want to start off slowly um, and not like pressure each other into anything like and also being open to their minds changing when mm-hmm. when they get there. I think that's that's a big thing. Um, but yeah, check because you don't have to go in full on like couple swapping straight away. They might like dip their toes in with a threesome with a woman first. And you get all these, like you get this opportunity to um, just choose your own way and your own rules. Yeah. I love the fact that when you first go there and you, you go and get your goodie bag and you get these necklaces that kind of have your levels on them. So, you know, it, it's very clear whether or not you, go all the way or if you only swap with women or and everyone's really respectful of that and I think it, it is important to check what your levels are and what you feel comfortable with and even if you both like oh no I, I don't think I'd feel comfortable with you fucking him or kissing that person but you can do everything else and yeah being open to change because when you're in a situation like that and you do learn to feel more comfortable things Things are easier to deal with in your in your mind. You might think, "Oh, this can be awful," and then you get there and you're like, "Wow!" So we we did that together and that was fine. So maybe we try something else and we take it to the to the next level. Mm, yeah. And I just want to add in there that there's no obligation to play at all. You can just go there with yeah. your partner, enjoy your partner. The erotic environment can give you some great, amazing monkey sex if that's what you're looking for. But there's no yeah. obligation to change, to kiss anybody, to touch anybody. You can, you can even go into the playroom and not play yeah. with other people. Yes. Just have yes. great sex just, with yeah. people watching you or mm-hmm. you watching other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was there and I didn't get sexual with anyone, so... That's it was great. Next, next time you <laughs> And it will. was still a great experience. Yeah, but next time. <laughs> yes. 
All right, guys, uh, we can keep going on and on and on talking about this. We are going to reserve the right to have you guys back on our show. Uh, we had a blast being on your podcast, Fucks. Fucks given. Fucks given. Fucks given. And we really, really do look forward to planning a trip with you guys to Hito again. We yeah. go there seven, eight times a year. Hopefully, it's going to start up again uh, for us traveling in December or January. Just remind everybody how they can re- anybody can reach out to you, your social media, your website. Yeah, please find us on our YouTube channel, which is Come Curious, C-O-M-E, Curious. And like you can find us on Instagram with the same handle, on Twitter with the same handle. And our personal Instagrams are also Florence Bark and at Read Amber X. Yeah, YouTube's our main platform, but do have a listen to the podcast because that's where we get, get real in with the info. Actually, yeah. you know, YouTube, some of the videos we've created recently, like talking about face thrusting, or oh, wow, actually it's like, face fucking but we couldn't say that on youtube because they're little dicks about language but yeah the podcast is fucks given and you spell it f asterisk asterisk ks given yeah and if you don't like swearing and if you've missed any of that information you'll have a a guest page on our site thesexylifestyle.com where everybody can see all of your information and reach out to you there and if they have any questions they can even send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com yeah and even their podcast link is going to be up too and their podcasts are fantastic they do a great job um, we want to remind everyone to sign up on altplayground.net. That's altplayground.net if you're looking for an open-minded online community to meet other sexy people and listen to sexy, fun podcasts like ours. We're up there as well, so go check it out. And we sincerely hope everyone is staying home, staying healthy, and of course, following all the suggested protocols issued by your local health authorities. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, practice social distancing where you can. And continue to listen to our show, The Sexy Lifestyle, and uh, go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com. And if you have any questions at all, of course, we said it already, ask at carolandavid.com. Well, that's it for our show today. Florence and Reed, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having us. It's It's been beautiful. Always (laughs) a pleasure. And every week we always thank our listeners for being out there as well. And join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, where we get to talk about sex, sexuality, and relationships and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life. Well, that's it for today. Everyone remember, stay happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Hedonism Show. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 